Welcome to the book podcast that we are making. We'll be introducing ourselves along the way. My name is Anthony, and the segments that we'll be doing are like talking uh, about a small summary of the book and then with a few inferences. And after that, we'll be talking about a few symbols in the book that we found. And after that segment is themes. It's a bit long. Another segment after that would be the small author description, just so you can know more about why this book was made. And finally, a character analysis that we've made. Green is An Untamed State by Roxane Gay. This is a story about a young woman uh, trying to trying to fight and get back home because she was kidnapped by these. Uh, she was kidnapped in Haiti by these sort of like gang members, I guess you can say. And right now she is the book is is worth reading because of Alright, so a question that I had on the organization of the book was why did the author decide to place uh certain events in the position that were they were at? And um like what I had to say about that was um, so the author wanted to show Muriel's emotions and like what she went through so they decided to place uh, certain events in different orders After Muriel's rescue, why did Michael become so distant from Muriel? And I thought, I thought that because he couldn't help her, and that she, she was having so much trouble getting help and not wanting to be near certain people and all that, she, um, they became like less of less of a couple so Michael became um, restless and this started to lose um, love in in Muriel so on page 298 it says um, Muriel was sitting in the porch singing with her uh, with a blanket wrapped on her and that's when uh, Michael gets out of the car and steps towards her, and you both stand uh, somewhat close to each other. And Michael asks, "Like, can I hold you?" And Mario asks about her son, uh, where he's at, where is he? And he tells her that he's with her sister. And then she wanted to lean into him, but then she remembered their last conversation that they had. So that led to her saying no, that uh, he can't touch her. Um,
And the last conversation that they had that she remembered was that he told her that she, uh, he was sick of it. Uh, and then a few moments uh, passed. Uh, they were at dinner. And that's when Michael told her that said uh, he had lost too much weight. He looked terrible. And I guess she like snapped at him and she started commenting about how he looks terrible too and how his shirt looks terrible and how he uh, she's told him many times but then what michael did was that like, he slammed his fist on the table which made her get scared so she started uh she ran away to the room so i don't know what's going through like michael's mind for like doing that after he knows what she's been through. Another question I had was, why was Michael so mean after Muriel's uh, arrival? Okay, uh, to answer that question of why he, uh, he was so mean to him, it's because I don't think he really understand what she went through, even though it was like for some time, like two, two to three weeks. Um, he was also going through something. He couldn't get over the fact that she was taken from him and his uh, child. But uh, later on, it says uh, that he was trying to say that he's sorry. Like, he, like, tried to call back to her. But then uh, his mother, like, something like, what the hell is wrong with you, boy? And I guess he doesn't really think that much of what he's trying to say he's just trying to act like it's all back to normal even though it's not and like to to that too he also said that she won't tell me what she's been through so how can i help if uh i don't know so it's like he kind of is pushing it away since she doesn't want to tell him she's like Scared of what she was been, uh, she went through. So he's just also like angry at the fact that she won't tell him what happened, and he wants to know. So I guess that's what's making him even more mad and be mean to her. Another reason why Michael's angry is because, or mean with Muriel is because he he fin- he's finally with Muriel but he's unable to help her because she's being so distant because of what she's gone through. So he's kind of angry with what he allowed to happen to Muriel and that he can't give the help that he wants to give since he's with her now. And... Um... Okay. Of the, the worth that, like... She is facing so many struggles. She is physically harmed, sexually assaulted, and yet she finds the hope and uses the memories that she's had of her her husband, Michael, and her past life to keep hope and keep on fighting. I like to add on that, like, towards the beginning of the, of the book, starts off pretty interesting within like the first five pages 
starts off with her getting kidnapped from her husband and child. They, in a way, stop them after they leave their driveway. And they start to, like, attack them so they could take her instead. And what seemed pretty interesting was that they only took her, not the child, not her child or her husband. And what I'd like to say also is that um, in the book it also states that in Haiti, it's pretty, uh, it's a pretty common thing where women get kidnapped. Like in the book, it stated that uh, within like it says that uh, one of her cousins, I believe was taken and returned a week before she was kidnapped. And I would like to follow up with some questions that I had. Uh, what what makes, what made Miro keep fighting back even though she will get punished? Well, I kind of have an answer for that question. Cause like, what kept her? I got an answer. Oh, yeah, you can see all right, so she doesn't want to give power to the kidnappers, and she wants to stay strong. She feels like if she if she does as they say, she will she will lose pride in herself and she will become less of a person. So she constantly puts herself in harm, uh, constantly gets sexually assaulted, just so that she doesn't give power to them. Uh, the way that I would answer the question is like for why she would keep on fighting back through like her getting put through punishment is that um, she I feel like she wouldn't know that she still has hope for getting back to her family if she keeps trying to do something about it because say if she didn't try to do something about it she would just be there she would like lose herself basically but with um, her remembering stuff that they used to do, I feel like that gives her hope to keep on fighting. Not try to get punished, but it leads to her getting punished most of the time. And I would also like to add on that she feels like she has hope and she believes that she'll be saved soon. So she feels like she could do as she pleases since she's going to leave. And um, uh, I could also add on that um, when she was describing of like other people that get kidnapped, she said that they normally take around a day or two for them to like return back to their families. So I guess that she has hope in that she would like be returned in a certain amount of time. But since her dad, her father is well known in that country, they say that it won't be as easy. They're gonna ask for a lot of money and in dollars. And so I wanna proceed to the next question. Why is Mario's father too stubborn to pay the ransom for her? And so I said was he's like very prideful. He like Muriel and him. This will lead on to another question that later on. Um, Muriel and her father, they they're both prideful. 
they don't feel like they don't like feeling weak. So uh, her father, which is Sebastian, he doesn't want to give them money because he worked too hard just so that he could have his daughter taken away and for him to lose money uh, from some savages like the kidnappers. I would also like to say that um, he didn't really give him the money because he had his pride and it also shows that towards the beginning of the book when uh, so when her husband walks into the house, into her parents' house saying that she was kidnapped, Sebastian, instead of crying and tearing up, what he did was told himself that um, that's not what he should do, that what he should do is stay calm and not cry. Because uh, also it was told that, um, it was said that he saw his parents as weak because they just died from health problems. All right, so my next question is, why does Muriel bring up past experiences with Michael? And so I said that, like, like Michael was the first person that she truly opened up to and that she truly loved. So the only thing that's keeping her hopeful and, like, fighting to stay alive is Michael because of, like, the love she has for him and she she doesn't have as much confidence in hoping for her father saving her since she knows that she's going to be in there a while since he won't pay like right away i'd like to add on um for my part of this uh i have symbols and i use that as a symbol because on page 132 says, Mona danced with my father at her wedding, end quote, which is basically another memory that she's trying to remember. And what I said was that um, this this is a symbol because it brings her memories and like to think of and to not lose hope of being brought back to her family. And I'm saying it's like this good symbol to have. And then uh, my next question is, why would they decide to move move uh, back to Muriel's homeland? And I said this was because Muriel, she constantly got angry at Michael for hating on her country, her home country. And Michael, he really loved her, and he finally realized that no matter how much he loved America, he had to move to Muriel's homeland in order to truly be with her. Um, yeah, I can say I agree with that. I don't really have much to say about that, that question. Uh, my next question is oh yeah it relates back to my second question which is what are similarities between Muriel and her father I said that they're both prideful 
and and they're stubborn because Muriel is constantly fighting the kidnappers, not letting them get their way. Because she wants to, she doesn't want to feel weak. She wants to keep on um, being in like a higher power. She doesn't want to break because of what the kidnappers are doing. And and her father, Sebastian, he, even though he he would like to pay that ransom, at the same time, he he's acting strong. Um, uh, he's staying composed because he doesn't want to give the kidnappers anything because that would mean that he lost and he doesn't want to be in a weaker state. And, like, he doesn't want to give power to the kidnappers. Yeah, it's very true. I want to agree with that. Um, basically, um, she doesn't want to lose her pride because she's learned that pride is a big thing in her family. It's the way that her dad, like, works with. Like, pride is everything, I want to say. Um, hello, my name is Christian Garcia, and I'll be talking about an untamed state and the theme of joy and terrified. There's a beginning we could see that theme is joy as uh, Michael and uh, the mother and Christopher are going to the ocean for the first time. And it kind of seems like a joyous opening to the book because um, it's like showing that they're going to create uh, memories as a family. Um, we can see on page four that they are having a good time when uh, it states, uh, Michael held my door open. When he closed it, he pressed his face against the window and blew air until his cheeks filled. I laughed and pressed my hand against his face through the glass. I love you, I mouthed. I don't say those words often, but he knows. Um, this scene in the book uh, shows us how uh, they're gonna like they're in one of their most joyous moments uh, compared to others, and shows how how the theme is uh, joined at at the beginning of the book. Uh, but then quickly, this uh, the theme of Joey is ended, and the theme of um, terrified begins. As soon as like when they when they start the trip, um, on page five, the book states, "As the gates closed behind us, three black land cruisers surrounded our car. The air filled with a high pitched squealing and the smell of burning rubber." Um, during this page is where most of the theme of terrified kicks in because uh we could quickly see how um the suspension rose right away and also uh on page six uh mario states my body deflated my body was just skin stretched uh too tightly over bone nothing more nothing nothing more no air um this is just explaining like 
how she was feeling at the moment of like her realizing what was happening and her reaction to it. And further on on page seven, uh, it is stated, go, well, the, the abductors say, uh, go easy or we kill your family. We kill everything you ever love. Um, that kind of like just uh, raises uh, more like a threat to uh, Miro and her family because this is showing that the doctors are not like, they're not playing games or anything. They're actually serious. And the threat is something that could hurt her and everyone she cares about. And through this, we could see that the theme jumped from joy onto terrifi uh, terrified um, through the first um, beginning of the book. My name is Angelo, and the theme that I'm going to talk about is hope. When Muriel was first abducted, she was really scared, but she had a lot of hope that Michael and her father would protect her. Muriel was really rebellious, and that showed that she was hopeful because she knew that she would have been out of the abductor's hands and she would have been saved. Muriel's hopes came from her thinking that she would be saved from Michael because Michael is a big reason why she stayed hopeful because he is one of the most important things in her life, including Kristoff, which is her son. Every time the commander raped Muriel, even though she was really scared, angry, hurt, she stayed hopeful because she she knew that Michael would would get rid of her suffering. And when she got back, that Michael would would protect her and and make her feel better. Michael was the person to open open Muriel up to a different world, meaning she became a different person and a better one since she she really wasn't really open to others and even though she had a good family um, she didn't personally have like really good connections to anybody other than her sister which she still didn't have the best uh, connection with it's because of the influence of Michael on Muriel's life that she had hoped that Michael would protect her since he, he's been there for her and that he loves her the, like the most. Uh, my name is Anthony Estrada and I'm doing the theme, the theme Hopeless after uh, she was captured. Um, there's this line in page 269 where Muriel states, well, first it starts off with Michael, says, I, underst I understand, I'm coming to get you. Uh, Muriel says, no, no, I stuttered. 
I'm not fit to be around other people. I'm an animal. Forget about me, Michael. I need him to understand I was dead. I needed him to bury me. Move on. Of course, you are fit to be around me. You're my wife, my Muriel. With this quote of the book, we can see that Muriel has already lost hope in being with her family in some way because she doesn't even want to be seen by Michael after what happened to her. And uh, her saying that she's dead. Oh, that, yeah, that she was dead and she wants him to bury him. It's just saying that after all that that she's been through, she doesn't feel the same way anymore. She started... Uh, and like after this of her being of her feeling hopeless when she's already out of being captured uh she's definitely traumatized by the events that happened earlier in the book when she was kidnapped because she states on the same page of 269 a truck's horn blared i remember the blaring of the car horn on the day i was kidnapped michael's bleeding and broken head on the steering wheel, which everything that is somewhat relevant to what she heard and what she saw that day uh, still affects her after she's been released uh, for all that she's been through, with being taken to uh, seeing her husband uh, basically knocked out, uh, being ripped away from her husband and her child, when they didn't do anything to the child, they just let him be, and all they did was try and take her away from them. But another part that I like to add is that with her feeling hopeless, she still kind of uh, wants to feel the same as before. She wants to gain that hope back. Uh, when she started like having that traumatizing moment um, when the car blared its horn, she quickly called home when Michael entered, and they started talking. And Mario told uh told him, "Let me listen to you breathe." And that was when she started to picture herself before anything had happened, the life that she had before. And this, you could tell that she's re- she's trying to reach out for hope, but she is still somewhat hopeless at this. point point but yeah this is uh this is for the theme of hopeless the author who is roxanne gay is an american writer professor editor and commentator she's the author of the new york times best-selling essay collection bad feminist as well as the short story collection 80 the novel an Untamed State, the short story collection Difficult Woman, and the memoir Hunger. The books that she makes demonstrate that she is a huge feminist and that she strives for equality. So this is our last segment, which is a character analysis. Uh, We have decided to put this at the final of our podcast.
which I'll start with Muriel. She is a protagonist in this story. The f- lady that ha- uh, was kidnapped right in front of the gates of her family's house. Uh, there was much about her how, and how her kidnapping affected her and all that. But I won't say much. Uh, second character that I would say is Michael, who he was born in America also. And he is Mariel's husband, which uh, he's like basically supposed to support her and all that. But you'll find out what happens in the story. The other character, he's really, uh, I would say he's important to the story as well. And his name is Sebastian. He is Mariel's father. You'll find out why he's important later on in, when you read the story. Uh, another character that I would say is very important would be the commander, which he is the v- person that was in charge of the kidnapping of Muriel. And another one would be Taipir, which is also in charge well not in charge but he's part of the kidnapping of Muriel and everything that happened and those are the main characters that I we think would be the main focus of and yeah this is the podcast that we made for an untamed state thank you